0: All right, guys, Southern Charm, Southern Charm solo recap today. I'm going to include the links to the podcast episodes that have opened my eyes to a lot of the editing that goes into these shows. It's the I talked about it a few times, either on this week. Yeah, I could talk about it on this on this uh, Southern Charm recap last week with Pia. The executive producer, the EP episode of the podcast Reality Bites was eye opening when they talked about the amount of edits that go into they were talking about the reunion edits, but I'm sure that's for all episodes of every show. And it's like five rounds of edits and it goes, you know, like the uh, the original edit, but then it goes to the network and the network does. I I want to say like three rounds. I'm just paraphrasing, but. They're very detached from what's really happening. So something I have realized about the final cuts that we get as viewers, like the final episode, is that there is a little bit of manipulation. Not to say we're blaming editing, but kind of. Obviously, if there's a full sentence that comes out of someone's mouth, that's not editing. But like, it happened on Atlanta. When Candy, I talked about it when I when I recapped with Kendrick. Candy said that they in, edited out a bunch of stuff Marlo said about Brooklyn. Well, no, that's a big deal. Now, why did they do that? Doesn't that really change that the whole tone of that whole moment? They had a reason for it, Right. They were like, no, we need to kind of keep this like more geared towards Kenya being the bad guy. So what I'm gathering is they're cutting this together to look a certain way. I'll get more into it as we go through it, but it's something to do with the like the information I got about the garden party and Madison, Vanita, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like just the dynamics of everything and what was really kind of going on and how it was all pieced together. And I'm like, okay, I kind of see what's happening sort of the network is looking at it from back here. They have an idea of what they want, the story they want to tell how they want to tell it. It's sort of, it's bummed me out to have this realization. I think we've all collectively talked about this from some, some time or another about how we don't love that they do that. We don't like that they take things out They're vital that would change our minds, you know? It's like, let me, let me make that decision. Don't completely omit something or I don't really, they can't add anything in necessarily, but don't purposely take something out that would, a hundred percent affect my opinion, you know? So now I'll get into the recap. All right. So it's the next morning and I love how men, because I've dated a lot of borderline alcoholics after a bender and being an asshole The next day you're like, how are you feeling? They're like, great, good. So Austin calls Craig and be like, how are you feeling today? Good. And they do like the flashback of them doing shots. Oh my God. I have a hangover just looking at it. Uh, And so Shep calls Taylor and you know, Shep really just, it's like, I get it. You're you're annoyed at Taylor for constantly nagging you and not trusting you and whatever. But, uh, Do you really need to call her and be like, we were with so many girls last night. And she's like, good, (laughs) good. It's like, okay, so you're you actually were talking to girls, you fucker. But do you really need to, like, test her and poke at her like that? The fuck? And he's like, all right, we're going to go to Austin's family and help him, like, raid the house for furniture. And Taylor goes, get a new couch. Isn't it funny that Shep has so much money and lives like a college student with like hand-me-down furniture? Austin too. Austin, I mean, these guys make good money on the show and they still act like, they still act like they can't afford anything. And so on their way to, on their way to, um, austin's parents house (laughs) shep hates egg salad i don't know why this was really funny he's like if your mom is making egg salad we need to figure that out right now and is of course austin's sweet mother has got this like she's like i got the turkey sandwich stuff i got the bread and then i made an egg salad of course shep doesn't you know shep is just a picky little fucker And then they get to Austin's house and this is, I mean, this is, they, they really give Austin a moment. My goodness. This went on forever. I mean, he, we, we, they go away and they come back. They read, they read from Austin's poetry book. Shep really liked it. Shep actually was touched by it. As much as he was teasing him, I could tell Shep was like, can I have it? Cause he's like, please put this in your house so I can read it later. But then we get the Vanita scene. So Venita is going to call Olivia. And so they, okay. So Olivia does seem open. I don't, I don't sense any resistance from Olivia. That's nice. I don't it, like Olivia's not like, hi, or there's no bitchiness. I don't sense that. Uh, but then while Vanita's on the phone, she's like, oh, hold on, Madison's calling me. So she switches over and she goes, hey, I'm actually on the phone with Olivia. And Madison goes, all right, well, give me a call after that. Switches over and Olivia goes, well, so you clearly know that I'm not inviting you. Vanita's like, what?
1: And okay.
0: I'm seeing a lot of stuff online about this. A lot of things are saying, a lot of accounts are saying like, so you didn't feel comfortable inviting Vanita, but you felt comfortable inviting Madison. Make that make sense. And I feel like I'm being re- Like, I feel like I'm being stupid and I'm missing something. And it is quite possible that I am because sometimes I don't put two and two together. Well, I've admitted this many times, but Madison invited Olivia to the garden party. And Vanita told Olivia basically point blank that she didn't want her to have been invited. So wouldn't it make sense kind of then for Olivia to invite Madison as like a return favor? It's possible I'm missing something. I and also, also as like a strategy, because Madison is someone she could potentially have a feud with due to the Austin factor. And so if Madison's going to invite Olivia to something, that's sending a message of, I'm going to be cool with you. And so it would be a message to Madison if she's like, well, I'm not going to be cool with you.
1: I kind of understand this. Is that
0: wrong? Do I necessarily like Olivia? No, because she's everything I am not. <laughs> she's naturally thin. She's got rich parents. She's got great hair. That's like probably really easy to do. I don't know how she gets it wavy like that. It's really annoying. And she, I don't know, other things, just other things. I don't know. She's annoying because life, life seems to have come very like easy to her. All right. But I just, I, in, in this one, I understand it. Another thing I've learned. Okay. I feel like I'm giving you guys a homework assignment. You have to listen to those. It's a two-parter. I'm going to, I'm going to link both episodes to the EP Reality Bites podcast episodes because they talk about like scheduling and I, I kind of, I have a feeling that the reason why they didn't do a Vanita Olivia sit down prior to this party was simple, like scheduling situations, because like you want to have that on camera. Um, would I would I have preferred Olivia invite Vanita? Yeah, just just fucking invite her, just invite her and let her be there. Let it be awkward you know, you're inviting Madison with the Austin factor. So yes, she should. Oh, wait, am I now understanding why people are saying that? See, 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 I take a while. I sit- sometimes it's right in front of me. I it, but Olivia is going to end up getting hers anyway for this decision. So it's kind of, I'm going to move on from this because they seem to like the decision in the editing was we're going to tackle this a little bit in the beginning of the episode. And then we're going to move right along and we'll deal with that next week. So they made that choice. All right, back to Austin's house. We're still there and they're moving and they're packing up and Shep is so irritated. Shep is like, again, what are we doing here that you couldn't have hired movers for? Why am I like physically removing furniture from this house? And it's sweet. It's a lot of, it's a lot of coverage of this. So they really, they, they wanted Austin to have it. They wanted this moment. His parents are very sweet. His mom is incredibly kind. So is his dad. So it's not like we're watching a bunch of jerks. So we're not upset, but it, this was a lot. And okay. Okay. Guys, Shep with his nieces. I kind of hate to say it, but this was pretty, this was uh, pretty cute, you know? But cute, not because, not cute, because I'm like, oh, he should have kids. Cute, because I'm like, look at him being a cute uncle. That's a thing. Uncles are dope. I'm going to a concert tonight with my uncle. I love my uncle, Michael. He's the best. Uncles are awesome. And they play a vital role in a child's life. So nothing wrong with that. This doesn't make me like bummed he doesn't have a kid. But when Taylor goes over to Olivia's, she's like, he doesn't want kids, but like his family has everyone in his family has kids. So what's wrong with him? I don't like that. Nothing's wrong with him. It's just he doesn't match your needs. And I'm sorry, but I recall you going into this, not saying a word about your needs. So. Let's not hate on him for this. Just you you've heard it from his mouth. Get out already. You've heard it from his mouth. He has said, "I don't see myself up with a baby taking care of a baby. He said it. So and Shep takes him to get ice cream and he grabs one of the spoons that's in the used spoons, and they give him so much shit. And he's actually like he gets like mad at them, which is funny. And they sit outside and he talks about how it, he said one of the teacher comments I got was Shep thinks he can get through fourth grade with charm alone. And one of the one of his nieces just it just gives him hell. He goes, hey, you know, I'm not perfect. And she goes, is that your excuse for everything? And it is. I remember. One of my uh, one of the other like toxic thing, my my friend's uh, ex-boyfriend would always be like, at least I'm not on the side of the road digging ditches. What? That's not an option for me. So what the fuck are you even referencing that for? Idiot. So back to Taylor and Olivia, when Olivia said this line, I mean, Taylor said this line, Taylor goes, shit makes me happy at this point, does he, at this point, I don't like, there, there hits a point in a relationship where it's just the um, familiarity and also the habit, which is so difficult to break. Like you always are in communication with them. You are with them all the time. When you imagine that being severed, it's hard. That separation anxiety is hard. Uh, but she says our trust was breached. And I guess that they had seen the girl recently that he, you know, the stairwell incident that was referenced at the last reunion and Taylor's in her confessional. Oh my God. Taylor's confessional. She has like a black strappy, um, spaghetti strap, like sequin ball gown in this confessional. And she's so stoic. And she said, um, She says, I'm not a jealous person, but if you do something to cross me, well. I'm like, all right, girl. She also says, if something like that happened again, I would be out. I would slowly walk away and I'd feel bad for him. And that is, you know, that's so much easier said than done. We can talk such a big game, you know, I would be I would be done. I would be fucking out of there. Okay, I wouldn't even fucking stand for that. Okay, I'd be. But then it's, she's basically getting, (laughs) she's had that option quite a few times. We saw it in this episode. So as much as she doesn't have proof, she's got her gut instinct, her feeling, and he's gaslighting her into thinking that she's, it's not happening. You're crazy. So. So, okay, now they're all getting ready for the party. Did you guys catch, I'm sure you did, Shep and Olivia, I keep calling her Olivia, Shep and Taylor, oh my goodness. I literally wrote Olivia. Shep and Taylor are getting ready and they're getting ready and they're matching lemon outfits. And Shep Shep calls her a lemon because it's like a car you want to turn in because it's like broke down and horrible. She goes, oh, I thought you were going to say because you want to squeeze me.
1: Yeah, that would have been better. God. But Olivia's parents
0: are, you know, they're like a, they're almost not real people. <laughs> the way she's plan- getting ready and just, she's, I mean, that is privilege at its finest. I guess I can't hate on it. It's not their fault or is it? I don't know, but That is, I mean, that's a privileged life and I am jealous. No idea what that feels like. That life just looks real easy for Olivia. She's like, my mom just throws parties for everything and she's good at it and effortless and blah, blah,
1: blah. They gave us a quick flash to
0: Vanita who's not getting ready for the party, which is sad, but. And then we have Catherine and Caleb riding to the party together. And Catherine's like, yep, Caleb and I are back together. And they flash back to them at dinner. And he's like, I want to come home. And he goes like, he like bites towards her and ew, stop it. Okay. But then she goes, basically, there are slim Pickens in Charleston. Oh, girl. girl. That's, that's, I mean, I've heard that. I've heard that it's hard to find a guy that's just not a total dirt bag from multiple sources. A lot of, I have quite a few followers that live there and they're like, no, it's just the men here. But wow. I don't get the feeling that she would ever oh also wait i learned something Ooh, i learned something that we all need to know because i didn't know this and we need to note Catherine actually started dating caleb before the incident where she was in the dm the very problematic dm situation from last year or last season she had already started dating caleb prior to that But because all that happened, she could never come out and like clarify that without it just just wouldn't sound right. It would sound like so I did find that out. And that actually it does make me then believe that she's there. This is we're looking at the tail end of their relationship. And he's using her for the show and she's hoping that they can actually have a. because remember, she said at one point in her confessional. She said um, this is the first relationship that actually followed the normal steps as opposed to like with Thomas, where she's like, I got pregnant and then I moved in and then it was all over the place. So I kind of feel like she's hoping that this could she's just holding on for dear life. And he's. I was right about him. I was right. We'll get into that in a second, though. Meanwhile, Marcy arrives pregnant as hell with her man john her husband and she's already upset she's like yeah when we walked in they're like do you want an oyster shot or do you want a cocktail and i can't have either so no this poor woman it's poor poor woman the men have arrived and we've got austin in pink pants shep in a lemon outfit and craig in a sweater over the shoulder look well i'm actually not mad at them Wearing outfits, you know, not upset. Here we go, though. Guess who shows up? Guess who we finally get to see? Leva's husband, Lamar. I would like to point out something. I've noticed this before. We never see Lamar ever on the show. That's number one. But we never see him on her Instagram. Never never that's crazy isn't that crazy that's crazy like not with her son never he's her business partner too like they're they run they have restaurants together so and i'm also upset that w- what episode are we on episode 5 episode 4 we have not seen one personal life leva moment she's a full-time cast member We've seen Craig, we've seen Austin, we've seen Shep, we've seen Naomi, we've seen Vanita. Who are we missing? Madison's
1: on a full-time cast. We've seen Catherine. We've seen Caleb. Hmm.
0: And she's got a spinoff. I'm irritated. I want to talk to you guys about my favorite hair care line. I know I've talked about them before, Amorphe, the best conditioner, the best heat protectant. And I mean best. I don't even notice it's in my hair, but it's absolutely protecting it from damage. But it doesn't get sticky. Most heat protectants get sticky. On top of being great hair products, they also focus on sustainability from their ingredients to their packaging. And they only work with eco-friendly manufacturers. And of course, they never, ever test on animals. So we just, we love them. And everyone who works there, this is just on a personal note, they're fantastic. They're just a loving, woman-owned company that I love to support. So go to amorphy.com, o-m-o-r-f-i-e dot com and use my code Emily15. That's E-M-I-L-Y-15 and get 15% off. I've also heard The uh, YouTube account, uh, Real Andy of Beverly Hills, posted a video. I don't even know if it's still up, but he posted a video right around the time that they filmed the finale. And a bunch of accounts saw that Leva unfollowed basically the entire cast except for Naomi. Um, I, I posted about it and... Real Andy commented and said, go to my YouTube channel and look the, look at the video I posted about it. And he had a whole version of events. He's got some source. Um, I'll see if I can find it on his page, but you can maybe go digging around. Uh, Leva may not be, I'm just bummed to say this, but she may not be the hero we thought she was. So. Moving on for now. Moving on for now because I got another bone to pick with her later. Pringle is upset he didn't get invited to Charlotte. Now, are you guys noticing we don't see much Pringle? I said this last... I don't know if I even... Did I cover Southern Charm? I don't think I did. Um, Pringle has a darkness to him. And I know everyone thinks he's like this lovable guy, but... Pringle had some moments last season where I was like, oh, you know what it is? I used to date (laughs) alcoholics and he looks like someone that goes to a dark place when he drinks. And Madison said something to him at the reunion last season. And if I can pull the clip, I'll I'll add it in. But I may forget. But um, she said something like, don't you remember saying to me that you'd marry me? And he's like, what? He but told me three days ago he that became, he was falling for me. We, it took so. us a while. I mean, he, he told like, you three he, days
1: ago. Remember when we talked so on the phone? Pringle, Pringle. you would
0: sleep with her tonight if she came to your room. No offense. I'm really. I will no, call you can, trash all day, but not in this example. That's but not true. But if she came to your room, you would sleep. No. With her. I mean, hey, I'm sorry. This means too much to me.
1: Well, a week ago, he did not say that. What? Yes.
0: I could tell he had no idea what she was talking about. And she went, I'll tell you later. And I know it's a tiny moment, but it, it stuck out to me because I was like, well, I bet this is the guy that becomes a different person when he drinks, blacks out. And they were at a bar one time too. And they got, they the, the guys had just arrived and Pringle was already wasted. And Craig said something like, is he already wasted? And they're like, yeah. And he was kind of embarrassing them. So I think the guys... Craig has sort of mentioned a few times that he doesn't love being around Pringle. Pringle is not, I don't think Pringle's a full-time cast, member. I can't remember. I don't think he is. Um, but Pringle, I feel like he wasn't. And and Austin just goes, uh, yeah, no, you weren't invited. And here we go. Ma- Madison arrives in all denim, and Austin and Catherine are at the bar. And this is the start of Austin's look. I know, I know he's horrible, but I find his bullshit so entertaining. Like, okay, hold on. I'm gonna (laughs) hold on. I'm gonna pull up just how like petty he was. Like the sound effects. Like, okay, well, I'm gonna get this drink and uh,
1: make my exit.
0: Thank okay. you. So weird. Okay. Thank you. Don't make it awkward. I know. What's what happened? <laughs> he just grabs his string He goes, "Thank you." Okay, I'm gonna go. He just grabs his string and then and then isn't it? Why is Madison here after all the shit I've said to Olivia? And then he goes, "You're not gonna be friends with my ex." This is um. It's such a shift because he was so cool with her at Naomi's house. And then I get it. The the engagement part like killed him because she just announced it and she didn't say anything to him. And so that was like the wow, that was the big fuck you. And on top of that, in her live, she said um, when someone asked, like, have you has an ex congratulated you? She said, well, the only ex I care about is my son's father. So she shaded on top of shade. Um, and that is just the beginning. That is just the beginning. Uh, Whitney, Naomi, and Pat arrive and Catherine throws some really funny shade. She's like, I think Naomi is just happy as a clam bitch, but I did like her hat and her nose looks fine. And she's got a great tan all the time. And I don't Fair. And Craig is talking to Madison at one point, like seemingly cool. I think he congratulates her. But then he will like rile, he'll rile Austin up a little bit later. But so Naomi's talking to Austin and he's just going off about Madison. Be like, why is she here? Okay, why is she here? And Naomi gets like, but at my house, you were cool. And let me play that soundbite. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I was not as prepared as I should have been.
1: (laughs) And she shouldn't be here anyways. Like at my house, y'all were cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. (laughs) One more time. And she
0: shouldn't be here anyways. Like at my house, y'all were cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: He's so stupid.
0: <laughs> and so Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's so stupid. <laughs> and then so l- later he's over at the bar with Craig Pringle and Catherine and Marcy. And they're just like, like, why don't you just go up to her and congratulate her on her engagement? But Craig's like, has she ever apologized for all the shit she's done to you? Like, Craig. <laughs> that he's doing his job and meanwhile olivia is with madison by the pool like th- like and madison says you know i know you uninvited Benita. and olivia's like well i never technically invited her just so she just wasn't ever invited and olivia's reasoning is because I wasn't comfortable at the garden party. And so I knew that she wouldn't be comfortable here. And Leva co-signs this. Leva's like, well, you don't have a really big, like long history by any means. So this is, there's still a chance to repair it, which there is. There 100% is. This is just one event at the end of the day. And she is about to get her own karmic comeuppance because Austin is not going to let her off the hook. So Pringle brings shots to the girls. Craig and Austin go and shotgun a beer. And this is where you're like, "That yes, reality television at its finest. Get them real fucked up and let's see what happens, motherfuckers. Let's do this. So Austin pulls Olivia aside. First, first he goes, are you leaving? I'm like, what? It's her parents what are you talking about and so he's like uh okay so i'm like watching you guys okay hold on i'm sitting here watching the five of y'all like
1: ah, ah, oh my
0: god i was like oh my gosh <laughs> sorry i mean he is so fucking rude so rude olivia looks stunned too she's just like, like almost pressed up against the door, like mouth agape, shocked that he's being so wild. And he goes, no one that I'm interested in will be friends with her. And she says, I am waiting for the day for her to be less present in our conversation. And they flash back to their date of him talking and talking and talking about Madison, which is Crazy, crazy. And once again, Olivia's really level headed in her confessional about Austin. Like she kind of has a, like the fuck boy formula figured out. She goes, So he just got done telling me to take things slow. And now he's telling me who not to invite to my party. No.
1: Damn girl. I'll tell you what.
0: like that's that's impressive I, I i don't know what that's like because i certainly don't have when i started when i start catching feelings for someone i'm a mess all logic and all respect for myself goes out the window <laughs> so, okay <laughs> okay uh so okay austin when he's talking to craig guys when he's when he's talking to Craig down, like, up against some fence, I, w- I had to rewind it because I couldn't believe how mad he was at Olivia. He's like, fucking Olivia's driving me fucking crazy. She's like, hey, guys, let's just force to pretend everything is okay. It's like, you're really that mad at her? How
1: do you not see? She-
0: Don't you know that she went to the... He he was okay with her going to the garden party. In fact, he texted her, you and Catherine can take the mean girls down. Like he was so okay with her going to that party. So I all right. Enough of that because now we gotta move on to my favorite segment of this podcast, which is I told you so.
1: I told you. OK, I fucking told you. Caleb. He
0: says hi to Naomi, but he starts it off with something real awkward, in my opinion. The way he says to her, he's like something came up on my phone from like five or six years ago when I was at your house for a party. And She's like, yeah, she's like, I've known you for a while. He's like, yeah, it was just weird to the way he reminded her of that it felt very inauthentic and i know that it's like a small town so it's like he's it's not like they've all been really close it's like they've just known each other from partying with the same people so it was it was bizarre and so then it goes to his confessional and he says i've known naomi longer than i've known Catherine." But Catherine has a problem with her and being that I'm her man, I have to have a problem with her too. So the people that she's mad at, I have to stay away from. That's how she rolls. But she has a problem with so many people. It's hard to stay away from everybody. Okay.
1: That's, to me, that's throwing her under the
0: bus again. Like you didn't need to go out of your way to go say hi to her. Just like you went out of your way to go talk to Vanita at her party. So Naomi asks how they're doing. And he's mind you, this is editing. Like, so they've edited things together. So I'm sure there was even more to this. It felt like they were kind of cutting some things out. So he says, she's just, she's, She got deeper than I am. You know, I'm a simple person. My friends, you know, we don't do the drama thing. So when she comes home and does her thing, I mean, I turn on ESPN and tune her out. Being with her is just, you know, I don't know. How excuse what the fuck are you doing? When I was watching this, my I was like, why are you telling Naomi this? And so I know that they want it to look like Naomi because she's you know feuding with Catherine. I know they want it to look like Naomi's the bad guy, being like, "Why are you dating her?" Then I feel like she's more like, "Where? What would I say to that?" If if someone told me that, I feel like I would be kind of confused too. Where do I go from there? You, she comes home, and you tune around, and you watch, you watch ESPN. You don't even. I don't know. Being with her, I don't. I feel like at some point in that conversation, I would say, Well, why are you even why are you with her then? Like, what are you what are you doing here? What And so he says, Well, that's my girl. Then they walk over to the bar, and Naomi says, and Naomi, I mean, she's now taking it a little too far, but she's like, You don't need to be with someone like that. You don't need to be with a narcissist like that. And he says, I'm the person here. Put on this earth that can break her of that shit. That's some. Yeah. Okay. She goes, that's like some savior complex thing you've got going on. That's, you can't, that's not, I think he goes, we'll see. And then he goes over to Catherine. And the first thing out of his mouth is Naomi is. I think he says Naomi is a fucking cunt. I think that's what he says. She was trying to manipulate me in our conversation. What? Actually, that is, wow, not true at all. So you've just said this to Naomi and you're going over to Catherine to stir up this drama. Are you doing this for camera time? You are a snake and I knew it. I knew it. I told you so.
1: I told you, I told you.
0: So while he's telling Catherine that, Naomi tells Leva, and here's my other problem with Leva. Once again, all Leva does is listen. Is this all she's going to do? This is all she's done this whole season. She listens to Naomi, tell a story. She listens to Vanita, tell a story. She did a really bad job of trying to mediate Catherine and Naomi, and that led to Catherine exploding. Um, but then she like didn't know how to moderate it. Then she did that really bad job of being like, let's fix it, guys. Let's fix it. I still don't know anything about her. I don't see her businesses. How is she getting a spinoff? I'm really annoyed. <laughs> you don't get to be a full-time cast member and not show your life. It's her second season. Her first season, she did, you know, she took charge and did all the, 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 the racial social justice movement that no one else wanted to touch. And that was a lot. And we loved her for it. And that's amazing. But now we need to see her you can't take, you can't benefit and get all these perks that come with reality TV and not get dirty. That's what pissed me off about Lala. But Lala still gave us a lot of drama. Leva's giving me, she's just, all she does is kind of do that like mom, like matronly listen and be like, oh boy. Uh-uh. I know. I love Leva. Leva, well, maybe that's why she did it. Huh because she's gone out of her way to reach out to accounts. She follows me and engage with accounts and be, you know, very active in the social media world. And anyone who does love her, she's very appreciative of. But from a, from a viewer standpoint, I'm like, what, who are you? I don't know anything about you. I don't, I don't get to meet your husband. That's bullshit. I had that same problem with Cam. I was like, Cam, you don't get to be on this show and not show anything. It's not fair. And honestly, I kind of thought Jason, when she was pregnant, was a total dick. It was, she could, kept being like, well, Jason's a doctor and sees this all the time. So he's like, get over it. You're having cramps. I'm like, oh, but that's also your support system. He sounded like a jerk. So I don't know. Again, we'll take we'll take this conversation to the Facebook group. If you've if you live in Charleston or you've heard anything. If you're not already in the Facebook group, the link is in the description. And let's chat over there. Because I don't want to I like Leva, but, you know, I'm also. Let's put it this way, guys the people you least suspect can also be, you know, not who they appear to be. And even though we want someone to be something, we got to go off facts. And from a cast member standpoint, viewer standpoint, she's not providing a storyline. How did she get a spinoff?
1: Very upset. And again, I know a lot. I know a lot. I know a lot.
0: I wish I could say I would do like a Q&A where I could be like, yes or no, but that's risky. And I don't want to blow up my spot. I very, again, I cannot thank my sources and the people that trust me enough for thinking that I'm, you know, worthy of the information. So I will never,
1: ever blow up my spot. Okay. Well, that wraps up this episode of Southern Charm. How are you guys liking this season? Curious.
0: I'm interested. I'm interested. Uh, Leave me a comment if you're watching this on the YouTubes. If you are listening to this on a podcast, like I said, let's talk in this Facebook group. We've got things to talk about. It's not safe for the gram or TikTok. It gets too wild. Let's let's take it to a safe place. Um, but I'll see you guys next time. Please leave a nice review, a nice five-star review if you wouldn't mind. That would be lovely. And till next time.